ESPN Kansas City presents Golf Underground, powered by Mariner Wealth Advisors, helping you navigate your financial future. Welcome to Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Here we are, um, social distancing. <laughs> well, you're definitely social distancing. God, I haven't seen you're, you. I haven't seen you in a month. You're so far away. Oh my God. I can't, you know, can't touch you. I can't see you. I know. I walk in the front door in the, the, the stable, this new amazing stable that I'm in. Yeah. And, you know, my first tendency is to want to like give you a big hug, maybe a little kiss on the neck. And um, I, I couldn't do that today. I know. It's you brutal. Know? You're I, just so far away from me. But you know what? Yeah. We got a good atmosphere. We got a nice setting, very quaint. Yeah. Well, things have gotten a little wacky since you and I were in the studio last, right? Same. Things have gotten very wacky. Holy cow. And now here I am again in the stable, this beautiful place, your new upgraded Taj Mahal. <laughs> and it's a ghost town because you can't make people better golfers right now. It's a ghost town, it is. So, you know, we got the putting lab just sitting here waiting for everybody to uh, come in and get their strokes looked at and uh, a lot of cool technology that's just collecting dust at the moment yeah well um i think i told you yesterday um i played in that wind you shot a 69 i believe i shot a 99 and um you know i would have shot an 89 if i didn't three putt 10 times so the putting we're gonna look at the putting after this show you gotta help me maybe strebble drive down here from lake q and uh come help me out oh, i got the poles i might need to phone a friend you got a fix for the poles oh yeah i got a fix for the poles do you how about you, Strap? You, you, can you fix a, a guy who shot a 99 yesterday and had three putted uh, 10 times? Well, how does the saying go? Take two weeks off and quit? <laughs> <laughs> really well said. <laughs> really, really well said. Uh, all right, you want to do the formal intro there, Wardo? Yeah, welcome to the show, Golf Underground. We've got Robert Streb joining us, coronavirus edition. And I thought it'd be great to have um, a local Kansan. Uh, K-State catbacker on the show and just kind of see where he's at, see, talk a little bit about life and what life not on tour is looking like right now. So thanks for taking the time, Robert. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. So so what's uh, life looking like? Talk to us about when things went down, where you were, and, and kind of how the last couple of weeks has progressed for you and what the future, how your 2020 might play out, even though I know there's a lot of question marks. A lot, of, a lot of possible shuffling going on. Um, obviously, they're trying to figure out what to do with the majors um, and other things that have been missed. Um, I, I think everybody's just – I think everybody's dying to play, but they have to, you know, like everything else, they kind of got this wait-and-see approach going, and hopefully um, in a couple weeks we'll know enough to at least figure out when we can play again. Why, uh, why do you think – like golf of all the sports, I would have thought might have been able to continue to play. Right, no fans, right? You know, and I know at our club they put this little foam thing in the. I mean, you don't even have to touch the flag these days, right? Why wouldn't they just keep playing? Do, do you think it was a huge risk? And I'll ask you that too, Robert. I mean, do, would it have been risky? Would you have felt a little uh, a little spooked having been back on tour if they had no fans and put in some provisions like you got to keep the flag in and those sort of things? Um. Yeah, that would definitely be a little different. Um, I'm kind of thinking more the guys traveling to get there, um, you know, kind of coming from all over the place. Right. Um, probably not knowing exactly what kind of measures everybody has been taking to try to avoid it. Um, I got to think a lot of those are the factors. They could probably have a few events without the, um, the fans and just kind of run the cameras and, uh, I think people are obviously dying to see some live television that doesn't say COVID-19. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I think the, exactly right, Robert. You hit the, hit it on the head. I, I would say the biggest thing is the the hotels and the people preparing the food and the country clubs or wherever you are or the marshals, officials, et cetera, PGA Tour staff, as well as all the travel that goes on, like – once the if the golfers are in between the ropes, I, I mean that's probably where the least risk is happening, obviously. Yeah. But you know, you just look at little things now, like when Tiger, Rory, or whatever player is walking through and high fiving everybody. You know, that's probably gone at least for. Oh, I bet. Think about that. Totally. So again, as a fan, that's just going to be a lot. That interaction is going to look a lot different forever moving forward. Yeah, probably forever. Yeah, I think forever. I don't think it's ever going to come back. 
So, I mean, even think about signing stuff, you know, now when somebody asks you to sign stuff, there's that exchange, you know, they, the, the fan hands you the pen and the flag or whatever they're wanting you to sign it on. And now all of a sudden, I don't know, autographs are going to look totally different. What, what would be your take, Robert? I mean, it's tough to predict, but I mean, do you see a year out? Do you think this changed everything like Wardo said forever? Or can you see a day where this thing kind of comes back and someone hands you a, a hat to sign a kid hands you a hat i mean are you gonna are you gonna be a little worried about that um i think it'll definitely be a, a person by person deal i think some guys um it'll probably change forever and then um if they end up getting this vaccine working that they say they're working on then um i'd say there's a chance that things go back to normal but um I mean, there were already guys that kind of were taking some precautions here and there, um, you know, fist bumping, whatever it was, um, to try and avoid a few germs here and there. But um, I got to think for some people, it's, it's probably going to change it forever. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. So what's this What's this schedule going to look like? Um, I know that you don't know, but what are you hoping to play in or what, what's kind of things looking forward? I've heard they may try to get colonial in and then clearly Ohio is going to be tough, but where, where does your mindset with your scheduling? Um, yeah, at this point, I'm just hoping to get to play somewhere. Um, but it's, I have to think everybody's going to be chomping at the bit to, uh, get out and play. Um, for me kind of sitting in the middle of that, uh, corn fairy category, it's, it might be a little while after the season actually starts um, back up again just to get a start because I think people are going to be, um, you know, really itching to play golf, um, get back to work, whatever it might be. And um, I just can't figure out um, when they're going to start. I guess nobody really can. But, um, you know, I hope they start at Colonial, but they've – obviously shifted the, I think the U S open has been shifted now because it's in New York city. And, um, I feel like if they're moving all those, they're probably going to move a few others. Yeah. What, yeah. Do, you, what are you hearing? You, you, you said you had a little insight. Wardo. What, what's, well, uh, I think there's options on the open. Clearly it's probably not going to happen in New York city this year. Right. So I've heard, I've heard, um, Oakmont thrown out there. I've heard potentially doing it later in the season in LA um, so I, I just think there's some several that have been thrown out there, but you're going to see a major schedule that is going to be from oct, you know, September through December. Really? So bizarre. What and then you're probably not, you know, I, you probably can bet against seeing a, a British, but I, I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Streber? What's that now? What do you think on the uh, on the British? Will we see a British Open this year? I don't know. I mean, they're they're wanting to to play it, but um, things aren't looking a whole lot better over there than they do here. So I I don't know. What were they doing? Mean, I hope they. I hope they what, play what, it. what are you hearing about the Masters, Wardo? You got some insight there. What's uh, Woodland telling you? I've heard I've heard October, and then I've also heard rumblings of early November and get, you know, get the course ready. Cause they don't reopen until I think late September or October for the math or at Augusta. So, um, I don't know. What have you heard on that Streb? The, the masters, I heard the same thing. Um, I think us open, they're talking maybe, uh, August, September. The problem is they get too late. They're going to have some daylight issues. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the Masters is fine because it's a small field, but um, some of those other ones, they're going to have daylight issues or the open. They'll have weather issues because summer's not all that long over there. <laughs> no. Yeah, no kidding. No, it's not. It's not very long. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting now because the Tour Championship will happen in, what, late August, right before Labor Day, and then you're going to turn around, and that's when the brunt of the majors. So the the tour champion this year will um, probably not have played in a major wow. or maybe just one major by then. So it's just different. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so, so Robert, what, what does a guy like you do in times like this? Are you just pounding the hell out of balls now to keep yourself busy and keep the game sharp? Or <laughs> There's nowhere to hit balls. Well, you can go to, yeah, you're right, actually. Uh, well, I heard, I heard I talked him into a foresight simulator in his basement. So. Ooh, nice. nice. Yes, you did. Uh, I, I have a foresight in the basement. Um, I've been using some of that now. Um, I out and played some this week because it was warm before they uh, punched the greens, but um, a lot of it's just been kind of hanging around the house, keeping the kids entertained, and then uh, got a few little hiking trails and stuff out here, so we've been giving that a run this week with the kids, um, try to get them out and about, but it's uh, it's a lot of free time on your hands. Hey, at, at any point, do you um, do you pop in the video of that um... – at one time, you beat Wardo in the Top Golf Championship. Um, <laughs> he, would, there he's, video of that? he's never been that. Well, before. I've got I've got one on my phone. Um, I mean, it came down to the wire, and you know, you broke him. You broke him. I mean, he he was right there with you. I'm fragile. He was. <laughs> remember the glory? We used to do fun things like that. There'd be a ton of people. We're hugging. We're chest bumping. We're having fun. Having fun. Shreb's taking you to the wire. You're taking him to the wire. God, I. I I want those days back, Wardo. Well, hopefully before we know it, they'll be back. They'll be back, you know? Although I'm sitting here. You know, I, I, I could just stay here in the stable. You got the nice bar over there, looking a little bottle of Patron. Got the I, wet bar. You never know. You might take a shot at a commercial break here in about two minutes. Yeah, I've got the um, I got Pebble Beach behind <laughs> me. Strap, have you seen this fancy place that um, Wardo has now, the, the golf stable? He's afraid to come see it. Not I good know, enough. I haven't made it, but I heard it's a heck of a place. Yeah. Now that I know there's an open bar, I might be down there sooner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just we keep our distance. You know, Wardo puts on his um, his hand condoms and pours us a couple drinks. I think we're, I think we're fine. It's called white. It's white glove service. Just a new definition of it. <laughs> Some social sparklers for the boys. Maybe we get CPG down here, and he could bring his um, yeah his little uh, noodle. His noodle, and, and he his... could do to Streb flip it. Yeah, I think he would enjoy that. <laughs> you know, he's had a rough. He's had a rough uh, couple of weeks. <laughs> I know what's 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 CPG gonna do huh, in all of this. Uh, <laughs> he's amazing. Hey, hey, Robert, who who are your who are your best boys out on tour? Who do you hang with if you're you know whether it's um, you know your Corn Ferry crew, your PGA guys? I mean, who who are the really good guys? Uh, a few of the guys that uh, I actually got my card with. They've kind of stopped playing or. Um, lost their status or whatever, but I'll run around with um, David Lingmurth or Troy Merritt, um, James Hahn, some of those guys here and there. Um, and sometimes whoever else has young kids playing with my kids. Is James Hahn as big of a character as he seems? Yeah, he's pretty funny. That guy seems like he'd be fun to he hang would, out uh, with. He'd be a good guy to probably get on your podcast. Let's get him on the show. Yeah. Wardo, you got to start working your Streb connections Let's here. Let's get him on the show. You know? Oh, I don't want to take advantage of Mr. Streb. Oh, come on. He's got enough on his hands. <laughs> Listen, he's got nothing but time. He's like you and I right now. Right? <laughs> well, he's got, he's got kiddos to deal with. Well, and so do you, I guess. So do I. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, when I left the house, I, Robert, how old are your kids? They are five and almost two. Five and two. Yeah. So I, I left um, my house today, and in the kitchen, my daughter's... She's she's in class. She's an eighth grader. She's she's online. And in the other room, there's my daughter, St. Thomas Aquinas, e-learning. It's unbelievable. And I'm like, I can't find a place in the house to escape. I mean, it's. <laughs> well, we got you to escape to the stable, buddy. Oh Underground. All right, let's do this. Let's take a commercial break. Uh, we come back. Let's um, let's chat a little bit about um, Wardo. The um, I, you remember we had Pernice on? Yeah. And he I mean, it became. Golf lessons. You two absolutely nerded out on the golf swing, and so I want to see you you two kind of sort of banter a little bit about your games, the great golf swing, and how once again in 2020 I will learn how to compress the, the ball. golf ball, the golf ball. Yeah. So come on back. We're with Robert Streb, Golf Underground, ESPN Radio. Welcome back. Golf Underground. This is the real underground edition. We're hiding. We're in the we're in the stable. This is like we're the bunker. In, this, we're in the golf underground. Yeah, this is um 
I mean, this is where people go, like when the world is ending. Yeah. Right here, you know? This is like back in the 20s. <laughs> Isn't it eerie? Are you guys in like a, a speakeasy golf room or what? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's you got to see this, Strebby. It's it's got he's got mirrors everywhere. So my sense is, before I showed up, he was all by himself, like flexing. You know, <laughs> yeah, like took some Andro, right? He put, put a little flexing my fat rolls. Yeah, yeah. Ah, you look good. You look you how look better. You, how are you keeping in shape? Um, doing virtual classes for all the clients. That's really fun. Are you? Yeah. Every morning. So here, right and early. Really. So everyone's just sort of logging Sometimes we'll do it from the pool deck. Sometimes we'll we'll do it from Turtle's Pool. We'll do it from the yard. We'll do it from, you never know. That's nice. Got to get creative. So how do you get involved in that? Um, I don't know. Do you, how do you, how do you, how does someone paying, join the stable? A paying client. Oh, you got to pay for this. <laughs> I mean, you're not one of these guys who gives free content. I give you know? some free content, but I've been lagging on my social media posts. I'm, yeah. I'm vowing to get back into it solely. Yeah. Yeah, we've been bad. Hey, Robert, how's your social media presence? I mean, are you? you I mean, you you out there every day? You posting? I mean, <laughs> like you know. I don't post a whole lot now. I try to keep myself out of trouble. Yeah, that's good. He's what would we call it if we had to brand Streb's? You know, you got CPG, but you know, like if we had to brand Streb's social media, like his Instagram. I mean, you're a marketing guy. What what would we call this thing? I don't know. The Streber attack. Streb's back. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Streber? Vods with Streb? Yeah. <laughs> Fireside chats with Streb? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they want to listen to any of that. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk golf swing. Somebody wants to talk golf swing. I want to talk golf swing. Streber, what are you working on, or what have you been working on in your move right now, and um, what's working, what's holding you back a little bit? Uh, the, you say the golf swing? Yeah. Um... Actually, I've just kind of been doing a few uh, few basics here and there. And then um, the last few times I've been out playing, just trying to uh, free up my golf swing a little bit. Been a little bit, um, I guess, was the right word. Trying to guide it so the, the arms and stuff were a little bit um, a little tense, kind of grip pressure a little tight. So I've been trying to just get uh, free it up a little bit, pick up a little bit of speed. Um, just trying to, I don't know, I guess more or less work on basics, kind of set up, take away, um, and just uh, free up the golf swing a little bit. Nice. So what are your thoughts? Are you using the uh, simulator for some distance control? It's pretty darn accurate, huh? Yeah. Um, my distance control is a little better than I thought it was. But, um, yeah, that and then just um, trying to straighten up the ball flight a little bit too. Um Obviously, it puts that, um, you know, kind of your, your start line and your spin and um, trying to get those even out a little bit more um, and not have quite so much draw on it. Yeah, getting the path more left. Nice. Are you uh, you playing around with equipment in there at all or just trying to um, just do basics? Uh, just basics. I think I kind of like what I have, um, but now all the – I don't think I can get any equipment at the moment if I want to, but, um, yeah, just kind of, um, like I said, just try to get things straightened up a little bit. I have a lot of time and the, the weather's pretty good. So, um, yeah, just trying to, uh, get it all ironed out a little bit and hopefully be ready to go in a couple months. I like it. I like it. Do you jump up there and, uh, give Sheboygs shit every, every day for me up there at Quivira? Yeah, he, uh, so him and a few guys came over, uh, what has this been? Two, I guess two and a half weeks ago, right before they kind of officially said, stop hanging out with people. <laughs> um, he came over and, um, we all decided we were going to play nine holes or something. I think there was five of us, and he, first tee ball, he hits it like a foot off the ground, and he, uh, shattered my outlet cover behind the screen. Oh, oh no. <laughs> amazing! Just breaking stuff. Oh up. yeah, right out of the gate. What course did you have him come in and play? What what hole did he top it on? What was I forgot? Whatever it was, one of the courses that came with the system, and I can't remember which one it was. I mean, right out of the gate, just just cold tops it. Dribbled it off the tee box. Come on, Mabry, <laughs> tighten it up. So loose. <laughs> So loose out of him. See, I'm the guy who uh, takes out the lights 
Yeah. I will typically duff it, but I, you know, I pop that baby right up. I'll, I mean, if I'm not six feet from the thing, I, I'm probably going to ruin your roof. Six feet from the screen, from just the screen. social distancing yeah. from the screen yeah, too. My little, my little puff driver, my seven degree driver, I can pop up better than anybody. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how about um, Wardo yesterday? Streb throws a nice 69 down with, um, with those 40 mile an hour winds. No, that yesterday. was on Saturday. That was, it was sad. It was windy Saturday too. It, it was, was, it was, was worse Saturday. Yeah. It wasn't that bad yesterday. Really? That yeah, wasn't bad. I mean, where did uh, you play at yesterday? I, pl- I played at Mission Hills, good old Mission Hills. Nice. So, That's good playing. Yeah, I played played fine, but made a couple of bogeys early and then kind of hung in there. Had some not, good shots. I mean, three under in those in that win. That's that's very impressive. No, just one under. Par seventy. Oh, it is Mission Seventy. Yeah, it's not it's not that impressive. Robert, would you? Were you, were you, you what's that? Was it was this all while playing with a ninety nine? Uh, no, I didn't play with Sully yesterday. I actually played with some guys oh, okay. that could break, you know, 80. No. No. I, mean, I mean, it wasn't quite a 99. I mean, it was, maybe it was an 89. Maybe it was a 99. I picked up a few holes, you know. Come on, Sully. My, now that I can take my up. triple bogeys, though, you know. Yeah, you can take your full scores, huh? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I can lose money one day. You know what's funny, though? The higher my handicap goes, I keep losing money. Well. You know. You're clearly a you're clearly a chop. But I did drop a nice seventy four two weeks ago. Yeah, remember I texted you on that one. That was a pretty good round. I was very excited about that. Hey, yeah. where, Robert, where do you play? You play Quivera, is that right? And Wolf. And um, recently, yeah, I've just been playing up here, and then uh, I play at Wolf Creek too. Do you? Do you ever play with your boy uh, Ryan Lilja out there at uh, at uh, Quivera? Yeah, I usually play with um, him and his group when I go out and play out here. They're usually a pretty good time. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. He's fun. Well, you got one more person to beat. I have, I have given my money to uh, the good old Wolf Creek. So did you? Yeah. Wow. You got one more person to take right. take some cash off of Streber. You're one of those dual country you club give guys. Me two aside? <laughs> no, I'm gonna need two and a half aside. Wow. And play the okay. and play the gold senior tees. When did you When did you do that, Warner? <laughs> we have to put you in the blue white combo. Yeah, blue white combos for me. Uh, I did it the, the other day. So talk to us. I know I I know we haven't had Marty on to share his vision of Wolf Creek, but what are you uh, what are you hearing, and what do you would what are you excited to see out at Wolf as as one person, one owner out at Wolf Creek versus thirty six owners and a lot of uh, masters of nothing. Um. Yeah. I mean, it. You get that many people, it just gets hard to um, make decisions. I mean, I know those guys. Um, we're pretty proud owners of it, but um, I think uh, the one owner and, you know, being Marty, I think they're going to be able to make some improvements that um, may have otherwise taken a while. Um, you now I'm hearing maybe they're going to do some things with the clubhouse, maybe, um, maybe some cabins down uh, for people to stay at. Um, maybe tinker with the practice facility a little bit. I don't, you know, there's a few rumors here and there, but um, it sounds like over the, maybe the next um, two to five years, there could be quite a few things um, being improved out there. Yeah, I think it'll be great. I, I mean, clearly he's going to put some money into the little bit of the clubhouse, obviously the grounds and the grounds crew and the staff really trying to get the, the maintenance as, as good as qualities the golf course could be in. So, and then clearly you sprinkle in some, um, some cabins and kind of that feel. I think it'll be, it'll be pretty world-class and clearly it's not going to be world-class by June, but, um, over the, over the next couple of years, I think there'll be some large strides there. Will you be able to bring turtle on campus? Um, Turtle will be able to go on campus for probably a Christmas party and a member guest party, and that's about it. Really? So she <laughs> she hasn't been on campus much at, at Mission Hills either. So I You keep her off campus? I've, I ask her all the time. Actually, we have a hidden giggle scheduled for uh, 6 o'clock this coming Friday. I'm really excited. Do you? Yeah, she's got new weapons. I mean, I think she's sponsored. She's on staff, I think, with Callaway, you know. Wow. So... You know, um, yeah, my wife Leanne, she's um, she's gonna start playing golf again, but only four <laughs> holes. She only wants to play four holes. 
Yeah. How about yours, Robert? Do you, do you uh, give me your take on golfing with with your wife now? You know, over the weekend, she kept saying to me, she's like, hey, when, why don't we go out today? And, of course, I had a tea time, you know, 1 o'clock both days. Why don't we golf today? And I had to let her down, right? And, and you know, she's not listening right now. In reality, I, on the weekend, I just don't want to golf with her. I want to golf with my boys. Does that make me a jerk? Uh, nah, not really. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my, I think my wife sees enough golf on the road. Um, they have a little... Uh, women's league out here they play every other wednesday in the summer they play like six holes and then go drink and eat yeah so um i think she gets her golf then and then we might try to get the kids out um here and there my son uh all he wants to do is go putt or go play or whatever so i probably ought to get him out there a little bit so are you going to push him into other sports or what's your stance on that or is he golf 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 um, I would prefer him to uh, try as many as he would like. And, um, you know, if he still likes golf, then that's great. But um, I, I'm kind of the opinion that, the, you know, they they have to really want to do it. And if they do, then that's great. And if not, then, um, you know, go find something else you really like doing. Yeah, well said. Well, and, you know, Robert, so I've got a uh, – in fact, my boy Jake – Turned 21 last night, Wordo. Oh, wow. At midnight, yeah. He, so he goes to No Arizona. wonder you're all banged up today. A little banged no up. No wonder you're 30 minutes late. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were FaceTiming at midnight last night, I think. I but, think. And I think... Start the party a little late? Well, and now we, you know, we golfed with your boy. You know Brian Bamesberger, right? I think so. Yeah, I think he... Uh, and so we, uh, yeah, we, we, we had some double jack and diets on the course yesterday. So by, by the time midnight hit, we FaceTime my boy to wish him happy birthday. I think I was more bombed than him. Shocker. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, did he finally uh, make it back from uh, Madrid or wherever he was? He did. He was in Barcelona. So check this out. He's, he was visiting his girlfriend who was uh, taking classes overseas. And they're all in a club. It's 2 in the morning. And everyone's, you know, boom, boom, boom. They're, they're kicking it. Everyone's phone lit up. It was their parents saying, Trump just closed the borders. So he said, everyone ran out. Girls are crying. I called them. Get to the airport. He goes right to the airport. Waited four hours in line. They eventually shut the line. I said, get to England because they're still allowing you to fly back from England. He couldn't get it done. I said, just go back. Spend a couple extra days. And then he flew. He flew back. But um, back, back to the original point of my story. We, we live 100 yards from a driving range. And when he was five, like your boy, I'm thinking... I mean, this, this kid's got it made, right? He's got a driving range. He's got the chipping range. He's got the putting green. And he was never interested in golf. It was unbelievable. It drove me absolutely nuts. So I was like you, Robert. It was like, hey, let's you know, play baseball, play football and, and lacrosse and all these things, hoping he would someday love it. And only now that he's 21, you know, he, he sees sort of the fun social part of it. But it, it was a real a, a struggle for me as his dad not seeing him use what you, you know, the three of us would have dreamed of, right? A driving range, a hundred yards from your bedroom, you know? So, I, so I hear you on that. So it's, it's a, you never know. They all come out different, man. You have no idea what they're going to like and not like. Well, in one year they may love it and the next year they hate it too. So that's why I tell these parents, I said, you know, your kid might wake up, you better tread lightly and forcing them to go play in all these events or do whatever. Cause he might wake up next year, not wanting to play. Yeah. And your kid, you probably want your kid to have a college golf scholarship more than your kid does. Yeah, right. I bet. <laughs> yeah. I bet you, you you probably deal with that a lot. Oh, yeah. Huh? I see a lot of it. So, yeah. Hey, Robert, do you do any coaching of, of kids or you're, you're so focused on your career? And, I mean, do you, do you get a chance to help people with the game? Um, I'm, I'm not as good at helping people as Wardo. You're be- you're better at doing it. I would rather be good at doing it, and that's what Woodland makes fun of um, me for. Is I, I wish I was a little better at, at teaching, but um, every once in a while, or if I, somebody wants some help or whatever, I'm happy to do it. Um, I'm sure I'll run across a few here, um, especially as my son gets older. Um, if he still wants to play, that is, I guess. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm more than happy to help people, but. Um, that being said, I'm not uh, I'm not home a ton, and um, my schedule doesn't match up with a lot of people very often either. How how often on the road do you get 
I mean, I used to see this back in the on the mini tours, banging it around in Texarkana, Arkansas, or wherever, uh, helping other guys out with their games or looking at their chipping or their pitching or their putting. How often are you getting any of that out there these days? Um, not too often, I think, because most of the guys, uh, they have their coach or um, whoever it is that they bring out to get their help from. Um, but you'll see a few guys kind of um, sitting around tinkering with uh, putting. And then Matt Jones, was he was trying to help my caddy the other day with some chipping. And I was listening. I was like, oh, those are a couple of good pointers. I'll fiddle around with that. And um, So, I mean, I think here and there, but I think a lot of the guys out there um, kind of wait on their coach or whoever to show up and um, kind of get it ironed out that way. Yeah, that's what I that's what I thought I'd hear, but I didn't know some of the guys because you're still kind of doing your own thing, right? You'll go home and see your coach in Oklahoma time to time, or he'll come out time to yeah. time. Yeah, um, I mean nothing set in stone or whatever, but um, I mean I see him a little more often than I used to. But I think the mini tour, a lot of it is you don't have a whole lot of money. Um, guys are trying to figure it out and yeah. spend a little more time hanging out together because there's not much else to do. Um, and then I feel like as you you scoot up um, the tours a little bit, it comes guys get a little more, I guess, isolated and have their coaches and things. So I think that changes just a little bit. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right, you want to uh, take a little commercial break, and then we'll do one little short segment. Um, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there, Sugar. Yeah, Sugar. All right, good. Hey, we are with Robert Streb. He is, uh, I would say, one of the top all-time Kansas City golfers with Kevin Ward and George Brett. <laughs> I'm way down. Huh? On that. I am 150th <laughs> on that list. Maybe 350th. Gee, I don't, listen, I don't know many guys who won the um, had the Kansas and Missouri State Amp championships at the same time i'm sorry that was back in the stone ages that was pre-coronavirus i think you're probably a better golfer now than you were then you might be right what do you think i don't know i should go play in more tournaments yeah you should be all right come on back Aaron golf underground espn radio welcome back golf underground espn radio wardo and sully back back the COVID-19 will not keep us down baby I'm so glad I'm the producer during this these COVID times yeah I'm taking over as the producer it's more fun yeah well you know what um I'm gonna open up a uh, you know at the Lock Lloyd you know they, they yeah. shut down the bar and everything so over at Sully's pub in my basement it's the COVID 19th hole <laughs> it's Amazing. fantastic yeah yeah we have no restrictions you know everybody just uh gets as close as they want makes well, out, I, I figured hugs, kisses you know I'm expendable you know, I'm at the age now, Wardo. It's, you know, I had a good run. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was a year ago. We were at the Dell, WGC, Dell. Technologies Extravaganza. Technologies Extravaganza match play. It was one year ago, and I had the eye patch on. Yep. Yeah, so Streb, what I didn't, so so when we were chatting last year at this time, on spring break, uh-huh. so it, in fact, it was probably the day we chatted, all of a sudden, my retina detaches. That same day. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. So I started seeing, in fact, I remember sitting in like the bedroom while we're doing the interview and I'm like, what the hell happened? And it was like a big flash in my eye and I'm like, holy crap, what's happening? So are you trying to blame this on Streb? Well, I don't know. Maybe I was stressed out, Robert. Maybe, you know, the the, the, the thrill of interviewing a PGA Tour winner, um, you know, it, it got to me. So I, I had to get... We don't need anything like that happening. No, 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 no. And so, um, yeah, so I, I had uh, retina surgery, and we were supposed to go down to the Dell match play. We were supposed to fly down, and I, it, it, they put this gas bubble in your eye, so you're not allowed to fly. And so Wardo, like a great friend, said, you know what? We'll drive down to Austin. So we rented a minivan. It was like, it, this was right out of a movie. It was me, him, and our buddy Jordo. And we got the beers in there. We got stopping you know. at Whataburger down in <laughs> Dallas. So, I mean, just amazing. And I had an eye patch yeah. on, and we went out. We went out to dinner with uh, with Woodland. You know, of course, the first time I meet him, I look like a pirate, right? <laughs> and then the next the next day, we're 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 in their learning center. This is awesome, man. You know, at Austin Country Club. Um, and so 
they have to walk, the, the players have to walk from the, um, the practice range right past us and onto the tee box. And, and of course, Woodland walks by. And uh, and Wordo, hey Jerry, hey Jerry, he starts yelling at him, and and, and Woodland looks back, hey, nice eye patch. <laughs> no, he said, where's the eye patch? The, yeah, I took it off for the, for the. That's right. Yeah, so it was fun, but that was. And then you know, this weekend, uh, I I I watched the Dell match play, right? Just yeah. to have golf on the background, and I can't believe that was a year ago. Cannot believe it either. Brutal. Missed being down there, but hey. Oh. I guess so there's fun. always next year. Hey, what what's what's the most fun event for you? Right, obviously the one you won had to be awful fun, but um, what do you really look forward to? Which tournaments? Which? Um, I don't know. Uh, I always like Greenbrier for some odd reason. I really like that place. Um, Plays well there. Just because, yeah, I played well there. Just you kind of get there and. Um, you're kind of in that big resort, but you got a little bit of space, and you don't really leave. Um, I tend to like San Diego quite a bit too, um, and then Colonial Memorial. If I get in those, um, I really like those as well. Who does all the travel for you, Maggie, or do you like kind of handling some of it on your own, or is it a mixture? Um, she kind of likes to do it, but then uh, every once in a while, you know chasing kids around or whatever, I'll end up um, kind of getting some stuff ironed out or flights or or whatever. Um, she kind of used to do it all, but obviously chasing around the kids now, it's, I think, whoever can get to it. Yeah. What's, do you enjoy the tournaments where you can just show up and you don't have to leave the property like Greenbrier, or, do you, or you don't really care? Yeah, I'm kind of one of those that doesn't um, – I don't mind having to get out um, – get all over town i think because i don't like getting stuck in traffic um but then i guess the one year i played over in china where everybody feels pretty trapped um that one's not the best one to be stuck at just because there's not much to do there and they control um like you can't use google you can't do social media stuff it, it's kind of weird there um why is that <laughs> I don't like anything over there they kind of control what you do Wow. Yeah. That's the communist, my friend. So you can't get out of there fast enough. Well, listen, you're going to get uh, the feel of this when Bernie becomes president. Let's <laughs> exactly. go full political right now, Robert. Let's turn this into a just straight up political commentary. <laughs> huh? Who, yeah, who, who you, Robert, who are you voting for? <laughs> what, this year? Yeah. Who's your guy? Trump. Trump. You're a Trump guy. There it is. Who is it? I think it's going to be hard, even though there's been a lot in the in the media that's trying to get him off his throne. He's, uh, other than a few interesting comments, I think he's handled it pretty decent. Yeah. No, he did a nice job. I mean, Do you think he'll still, and I'm a Trump guy as well, but um, so, so you know, I played in a few uh, Trump uh, national member guests in Bedminster. They became buddies with a bunch of the caddies. And they did say that um, they... They're told to fluff the ball up for him when he's uh, he's out there. He does. He likes to he likes to roll it over a little bit. Is that why he's got like fourteen club championships? It, yeah, he's a pretty good golfer. And nineteen course records of his own tracks. Oh yeah, all the guys were like, yeah, it's he will get pissed. Like if you hit it, he hits it around the corner. There's a few holes, dog legs. You better if if that thing is in the woods, that better not be in the damn woods. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it'd be fun to be, be playing against him and losing some stacks to him. Hey, Robert, if you didn't play golf, what do you think you'd be doing? What What would your career choice be if 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 you didn't that do is what a you did? Great question. I don't know what I would do because I didn't do that well in school. Well, who did? Um, I know. <laughs> C students, baby. I don't really know what I would do. Um, that's a good question. Hmm. Um. I think it got to a point where I always figured I'd end up doing something around golf. Um, don't know what that would be, but um, yeah, that's a that's a good question. My parents were engineers, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds pretty good." And then I found out the schooling you had to do, and I was like, eh, "No thanks." Yeah. So, what job do you think you'd be absolutely horrible at? Uh, I don't 
think I'm a very good salesman. I think I would struggle in sales. <laughs> hey, I know a guy who can help you with that. Yeah, you know, Sully's a, a strategic sales coach <laughs> and motivational speaker, believe it or not. We can we can swap uh, lessons then. <laughs> there it is, Sully. <laughs> there it is. There it is. See? Yeah, I like that. I don't think Streb needs, needs your services, though, right now. No. no I think no. he just needs to keep getting that white ball in the hole very quick. Yeah. Yeah, but Very maybe quick. on the side, listen, you know, who knows? Maybe this goes six months. You know what we'll do, Robert? We'll turn you into a master telemarketer. Just You just got to make 50 phone calls a day, right? And it'll go a little something like this. Hi, my name's Robert Streb. I represent the, well, pick a product. What would be a good product you would sell? If you had to sell something, what would it be? Non-golf related. Uh, oh, it can't be the C3i wedge? Nope, nope, nope. No idea. Oh, I, I think he should sell. I think they should bring the beepers back because, you know, shit sit in the fan with all this global. Bring a beeper back. He's, beep? he's selling a beeper. Some pagers <laughs> or some burner cell phones? Yeah, burner cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? We just came up with it because burner cell phones are going to be so in now that every male is going to be so sick of their wife after being <laughs> locked into the house. <laughs> <laughs> burner cell phones it is. <laughs> All right, hey, hey, so you want to rapid fire him up? Yeah. All right. All right, here we go. Favorite person to play with on tour? All right, on the contrary, on the contrary, you don't have to say the name, just the initials. Least favorite person to play with on tour, just the initials. Uh, IP. IP. All right. We'll have to think about that Ooh, one over the commercial yeah, break. I, I got that one. Hey, uh, uh, Robert, if you were falsely convicted of a crime, how would you adapt to prison life? <laughs> uh, probably pretty poorly. <laughs> Do you like showers? <laughs> <laughs> not, not in there. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay, Robert, had you been in um, P. Reed's shoes, how would you have gone about confessing or non-confessing to the uh, the grounding your club deal in the Bahamas? Uh, in my opinion, you know, you have to confess because it's just all right there in front of you. I, I think things would have just passed over quickly if you had just said, all right, I, I cheated, I made a mistake and moved on, but obviously he doubled down. You know, Jerry was playing with him that day. I didn't know that at the was time. He? Yeah. What did he say? Maybe Jerry was looking the other way too much. What did he say about it? I actually haven't talked to him about it, to be honest. Maybe we'll get him on the underground. It's Let's been get a him while. on the underground. Get him in, down here into the golf underground. Speak easy. He's kind of big time you since he won that uh, that little golf tournament last year, huh? What or maybe win? you're just afraid to ask him. Now. <laughs> what did he win? Well, there was that tournament. Oh, okay. I forget what he won. Yeah. Yeah, but he looked, the Waterbury Open. The yes. Waterbury Open. The Waterbury Open. What a great win that was. Streb. You know, the, the, the city I grew up in is called Waterbury, Connecticut. I'm a Waterbury guy. I caddied at the Country Club of Waterbury. Good reference. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if you didn't have your current caddy, who would you want to be on your bag? Fleener. I get to pick anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, can I take Bone? Sure. Good answer. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah. Robert, if you were a DJ, what would your DJ name be? <laughs> oh. Aren't you supposed to help with this marketing stuff? <laughs> <laughs> See, no, but we've, we've got to stir your creative juices here. Think about Strep. He's a DJ. Right, so if I was gonna, uh, I think it'd be Strebby Streb, DJ Strebby Streb. Ah, it's too eighties. Something's got it's got to be tighter. All right. Huh? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I present you the greatest DJ in Johnson County. His name is. Don't overthink it, Robert. I'm going with the Strebby Streb. That's gonna have to work. Yes, I might get him some hats. I don't know. I think you got to you got to be edgy. Like I mean, you can come up with anything. It could be like stinky or, you know, something something edgy. Okay, Streb, most awkward thing that's happened to you on the golf course with in terms of fan interaction? Uh, wait, I, 
I might get in trouble for this one. Um, yes. Signing some autographs with the Honda. Could could have been my might have been my rookie year. I just got done playing with. Uh, I had to play with Tiger, and so there's people everywhere, and he kind of signed one, whatever, and I kind of waited around, and I got the people that he'd already passed. It was just a madhouse, and signing people's stuff. You know, people ask you to sign their forehead and stuff like that. And <laughs> these people had signed some little kid's hand or something, and this couple of older ladies were sitting there and that can you sign my hand I'm like, okay yeah sure well they were old enough i couldn't like write <laughs> their hand because their hand was moving <laughs> did they have the shakes <laughs> i was like um this isn't working i don't know what i'm gonna do here <laughs> you don't know where those hands have been <laughs> amazing uh, hey what is the most unprofessional thing you've seen somebody do Unprofessional? Yeah. You don't even have to use names. We already talked a little bit about Patrick Reed, but, you know, something on a course that... I mean, are we talking about, like, throwing fits on the golf course? Well, you could. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that on tour? Anyone freaking out? Unfortunately, I have not... Uh, I have not seen many, to be honest. I'm trying to think. I think one of my favorite highlights is Spencer Levine punching his hat like 25 yards. That's pretty good. Yeah. Or how about he, he was usually good for, for he something. could He could throw. I played a lot of college golf with him. He could throw some fits. Really? Is he still playing? Uh, I saw him at the qualifier in Phoenix. So I think he's trying to play again. I think he got a little burnt out. Kind of, kind of stopped for a little bit. Getting back into it. God, he's he was a talented kid, but holy shit, he's got a temper. Yeah. Well, what, what, yeah. what tournament was it? Um, remember DeChambeau missed a putt and he started pounding his putter on the on the green. That was probably the last. No, that was during the it? practice round, wasn't it? No. No. Wasn't that during the practice round when he right, went right up behind the set? No. No, I think that was on Sunday. Lost his mind. Did you ever meet DeChambeau? Across him here and there. I haven't actually played a tournament round with him. Yeah. He's pretty scientific. Just ask him. Uh, yes. A little different but, style than the Strebby Streb? DJ Strebby Streb? Uh, yes, very much. I, I don't know what most of those numbers mean. No. What do you think if we asked him the but question? He has, uh, he has quite the entourage of people when he's practicing. Does he? Uh, yeah, I think he's got his, you know, he's got his caddy, and then uh, he's he's got some number crunching people on the payroll. I'm pretty sure for all his scientific stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Do you um, do you take? I mean, you coach your your folks on the scientific part. Uh, it just depends. I try to dive into their head. I'm kind of like a little performance coach, like you, and figure out Mark. okay. Yeah. How do we get this guy to learn? Yeah, yeah. All right, final. Do you, do you spray water on the golf ball in the simulator? <laughs> I do. I have yet to do that, but I might try. To, I might put some mud on it too, and work to make sure the uh, you know the the whole rule of the ball goes opposite of the mud, and uh, yeah, try that. Perfect. Does he put water on his ball? Is that what you're saying, Dechambo? He, he must. Huh. All right. Yeah, he had a guy in Atlanta. Uh, Two years ago, with like a water sprayer spraying his ball, trying to simulate what to do. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's so good. He must drive his wife nuts. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't know if he's married. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Hey, f final question for you, Robert. All right, you're about to get into a fight. What song comes on as your soundtrack? Metallica, Enter Sandman. Yeah, well done. Yeah, see that 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 came quick. Okay, on the contrary, you're pulling in, you're pulling in, rolling down Magnolia Lane. You got a one shot lead. This, what song are you gonna put on when you pull pull off Washington Avenue? Your last time driving to Augusta with a one shot lead. Oh, what was the? I I kind of like Henrik Stenson playing. Vanilla Ice rolling down Magnolia Lane. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I like it. 
little ice ice, a little ice what in your veins. You, what would you play? I don't know. I think I'd put on like Cher or Bette Midler, something like that, you know? I'd probably put on your uh, favorite artist, you and Matt Castle's favorite artist. Uh, and I'd just roll down the windows. More and Hornsby? More Bruce Hornsby. Bruce Hornsby. Yes. That's, he, that's very Southern. Yeah. Right? A little mandolin it. rain? Yep. All day. Oh, that's fantastic. All day. All right. Well, so um, I think we had a nice session with Robert. We're gonna, this is a really nice session. You right? act like this is counseling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, so Robert. Um, I think uh, Robert should come out to Lock Lloyd and play. Or maybe we can have you over to the Wolf now that um, if and when guests are ever allowed. Yeah. Yeah. I would like that. You haven't golfed with me in a long time, Wardo. Well, I'm giving you time to work on that flip. Well, you know, last time we played, I didn't play too bad. Nope. You, you like it. be able to do the two-man hump the swim noodle drill down there. In the- <laughs> yeah, we'll work on it, actually, and we'll send you a little video. That's it. Yeah, perfect. Hey, so listen, I'll call you tomorrow, Robert, 7 o'clock. We'll make our first um, telemarketing call at about um, 8.05. All right, we're going to make 50 okay. sales calls tomorrow. We're going to work on your greeting you know, some of the questions you ask and uh, mostly tone of voice. We we're, you know, we're, we need a little <laughs> yeah, enthusiasm. Is, uh, is it Samsung or LG? Who's making these burner phones? Um, we might go back to the flip phone Motorola. Yeah, can't, we can't do it in China. Okay. No China. It's, it's strictly American uh, products. Okay. These oh, burner okay. phones, burner phone salesmen and divorce attorneys are going to be very busy here the next year. Yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs> So true. All right. So um, any closing comments there, Wordle? No. Another great one with our good pal. Thanks for coming on the show, Robert. And let's let's do one live maybe in, in our learning center. And um, even better, go out and play some golf. Do you think maybe we get CPG too? Maybe the four of us. Yeah, it'd be a nice little hit and giggle. Yeah, that'd be a nice time. So uh, Robert Streb, you're a good man, brother. Thanks for uh, making your, your annual trip on the Golf Underground. I like it. It's on. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Hey, so Wardo, it's great being back with you, brother. Good to be back. Let's do this again next Monday. Social distancing. Yeah. All right. Give me a high five. Just kidding. All right. You've been listening to the Golf Underground, ESPN Radio. Stay healthy.